This is Lachlan Rouston. This is Raf Freeman, and you're listening to the fittest podcast in Australia, The Mind Muscle Project. Project, welcome back to today's episode. Thought we'd do something that has been potentially a a topic that we've never focused on completely or all the way. We've we've definitely put time and energy and effort into this topic with guests and it's come up on, you know, just kind of ad hoc. But thought we'd do a show very specifically what Raf and I find are the five best practices to reduce high stress and anxiety. Now, what's interesting is I had the experience recently of not really feeling 100% myself uh, and I'll, I'll talk about that on another show. And that was because all the practices that we're about to talk about had fallen away due to being sick. And what's interesting is like, I think when you've built these so many of these practices in for such a long time, your baseline is pretty like low. Obviously, everyone has stress. They go through stressful periods. But the effect of stress on your body and the effect of anxiety on your body is pretty minimal, I would say. You can handle quite a lot of stuff. And it's because we do these five things more or less fairly regularly, you know, every every day or every couple of days and it makes a big difference i think and i think it's pretty easy for these some of these things to just not or to go pretty unchecked or just not done and as a result people say like you know they suffer from high stress or they suffer from anxiety and often it's like not because you have a mental health issue it's just because like you're not giving your body what it actually needs and the thing is like most of this stuff starts people think you know i got to address my mental health with mental tools right uh, and but no what you actually need to do if you can influence the body physically it will often have a trickle down or almost always will have a trickle down effect mentally and people get in reverse right they think that oh i'll do some kind of trick or i'll speak to someone or i'll you know read some book or read some article and feel better and then my body will relax i won't feel tense i won't feel shaky i won't feel uneasy i won't feel short of breath but no, it's, it's the other way around. You got to do the physical stuff first and that will affect the mental. Yeah, exactly. Because the mental stuff is important. But if you if you don't take care of these basics for your physical body, it's like crazy uphill. Yeah. Right? It's like, it's like you're, you're already climbing this super uphill battle. And yeah, you know, you can get the mental stuff. You can, you know, two people can have the same situation. One person laughs at it. One person's stressed out all day. So, there's obviously still a mental component to it. But if you're not doing these physical things, it's like you're always going to be struggling with it. Yeah. And and that stuff is like, you know, it's it's the minors. Yeah. But like complete disclaimer here, like obviously we know people have anxiety and they have different brain chemistry, which even if they did all these things all the time regularly, they would still suffer from it. So we're not saying, you know, this is, it's a cure-all. We're just saying no, these things help for sure. But if, if you're, you know, for nearly everyone, if you get all these things wrong, so you just like really treat your body poorly in these aspects, you're making it harder on yourself. Absolutely. For everyone. Absolutely. I would say most of this, most of the anxiety and the stress that people experience on a day-to-day basis for most people, that this is preventable with this stuff for most of that stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. So, first thing we've got uh, is, you know, is to go for a walk. And I think that that, the old adage, walk it off, I think speaks like it's it's an old adage and it, and it works for a reason. And, you know, when, when people are heated, when they're stressed, you know, you tell them, hey, you know, take a break, go for a walk. There is just something calming about a walk that we now know from the science actually helps you to reduce stress. And what it is, is this thing called optic flow. So when images, and we talked about this before, pass through your field of view, which would be going for a run, going for a walk, in this specific case, going for a walk, 
uh, it actually down-regulates your amygdala, which is the organ responsible for the fight or flight, releasing the adrenaline, noradrenaline. So, in this particular case, yeah, if you go for a walk, it is a great way to reduce high stress and you know, obviously get your steps in, keep your body weight down, there's all these side benefits, but specifically for this, it is actually a really good, good way to reduce stress. And I would be doing that without your phone, without something that's going to distract you or stimulate you. Yeah, and, and, and the good thing about walks is they kind of work at all different parts of the day as well. Lots of people do them before bed at night. Heaps of people obviously do them first thing in the morning. But then even just if the day becomes really stressful, you sneak that walk in any point in the day. Everyone knows that it helps a lot. Yeah. And no one ever finishes a good walk and goes back and goes, oh, I should have mm. done that. That was a waste of time. So definitely helpful. Going for a walk. Um, champion of, of, of the... Uh, Champion of the list for sure. So the second thing that you should do is hydrate and feed yourself in the mornings. Now, people might do one or the other. They might feed themselves or they might hydrate themselves. But it's very often that both don't go together consistently. Very often, a lot of people skip breakfast. That's pretty common for lots of different reasons. Not because they're fasting or they're doing keto or whatever. It's just because they get busy. They got young families or they rush out the door Maybe they like to train really early, so they like they just forget to eat. Eating doesn't fit until later in the day. They go straight from work or whatever. And actually, this came up uh, because you know I'll go some mornings. I think you eat a, a little less often than I do, but I used to go some mornings where I didn't eat at all, or I just have like a really something really light, like just a protein shake, just a bit of water. And I would notice that I was a lot more irritable. I felt a lot a lot more uneasy, and I felt a lot of anxiety is not the right word, but I guess I would say not myself, 100%. Um, and then I actually listened to Jordan Peterson, who you guys know is a famous uh, psychologist. He did a lot of clinic work for a long time. And he said in his patients that had very high anxiety, they would, uh, or the, or one of the things that he would help to treat them with is having breakfast. And he said, what happens is basically, uh, at a certain time in the morning, if you if your blood sugar drops too low, the symptoms that are associated with anxiety ramp up. And so, one of his protocols to help clients that have poor anxiety, so a lot of anxiety, is to actually eat food in the morning. And he said that would have a dramatic increase in the effects of of anxiety people would have in the morning. So, so hydrate and eat eat something substantial in the morning makes a big difference. Yeah, and hydration, same as food, is that. Obviously, you haven't been eating overnight. Also, everybody wakes up dehydrated in the morning as well. So, you really wake up dehydrated. And you just got to think about it from your body's perspective. You know, obviously, not drinking water is one of the first things that's going to kill you, right? You can't go that long without drinking water. Mm. So, if you're severely hydrated, your body's you know not going to be in a very relaxed state mm. when you're not giving it like the number one nutrient that it needs from the day. Uh, and it's a very easy thing to do as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, easily to, easy to miss or easy to be inconsistent with it. Um, so, so, hydrate and, and feed yourself well in the morning. Uh, the third thing is, and very specifically, hard training. So not just any training is specifically hard training. I think it works for a number of reasons. I know when I train and it doesn't, I'd say hard training kind of falls into the category when you start, your brain starts going stop or enough or like not another set or whatever. That's when you kind of spill over into hard training. Whereas if you're just cruising the whole time, it's not really hard or uncomfortable. But once you tap into that hard, uncomfortable zone, it doesn't have to be, you know, it can just be means, okay, when I do my working sets on bench press, like I'm pushing myself that little bit extra, right? I'm getting, I'm being a little bit more disciplined on the tempo so that it hurts a little bit more. 
um, doing that extra set that I wouldn't normally do. I'm just trying to execute it with better technique. And that, can, that can make training harder. It doesn't have to be, I have to do a more hardcore session. I have to go for you know, a crazier gym or a longer run. But I really think there's something that, that when it taxes you there mentally, it takes the edge off the stress and the anxiety. Oh, it definitely does. I would like to the amount of intensity you need is like, you know when you say doing a session and you can talk to somebody, say you're running on the treadmill, you can still talk to someone. That's obviously still easy. Mm. Then there comes a point where you're like, oh, I can't really talk anymore, but you can still listen to like a podcast. There's no audio book and a podcast. Then you keep pushing and you get to a certain point where you're like, I can't listen to that anymore. Yeah. I needed to like shut up because the training is too hard. It doesn't really make any sense, but it does when you're actually doing it. Like you yeah. need the focus and that is usually the point where you're training hard enough for it to become, I find that stress relief. Yeah. Where you literally can't focus on anything else except the training at hand because yeah. it's too hard and that is usually the amount. Obviously, you get the endorphins and stuff but you also just get the point where you just can't be lost in your own thoughts because you like have to focus on the training. Yeah. Or I like it when you do a weight set and then you finish the set and you feel like you have to put your hands on your knees and just like, or sit down because you're breathing so hard or it hurts so much that you just like, if you do a set and then the first thing you do is just grab your phone, it probably wasn't that hard of a set. Mm. You do a hard set and you sit up and you, or, you, or you, I don't know, you sit down or whatever you need to do and you're like, oh shit, I just yeah. need to take a break for a sec here. You've, you're, you're tapping into the, the, ben, the mental benefits. Of you don't training. care if anyone's texting you at that point. You're like, bro, I'm dying here. I don't, I don't care yeah, about yeah. I'll get back no, to no. the text. You, you forget it. The phone doesn't exist. That's where you need to get to. And, and it shouldn't say that like easy training doesn't have a place, but specifically going after reducing high stress and anxiety, mm. I feel like this is where hard training steps in nicely. Uh, and then number four out of five uh, is the quantity and timing of caffeine intake. Yeah, I mean, this one is really one you can mess yourself up with a lot. But if you look at a lot of the studies on caffeine, it's like, you know, people often say, oh, caffeine increases cortisol. What they usually find is that uh, it's much more when you are already stressed out. So if you're already stressed out and you sleep a bit less and you're like a really high stress environment, adding caffeine to that uh, is obviously really negative, right? You see a lot of those bad results. But if people are already really relaxed, like you're on holidays, you're really well fed, you walk, you've got a mad workout, you're well hydrated, it's like nothing stressful going on. You can have tons of caffeine and it still doesn't affect you that badly. Yeah. So it, it really is. It's just like it's like the more stress you've you've had to take on, the less you can actually tolerate caffeine. Yeah, it's an amplifier. Yeah, and, yeah. and you've probably experienced it yourself, right? Where you just like got something really stressful. Say you're about to go for a, a public speaking event. The last thing you need is like a triple dose yeah. of pre-workout, right? Yeah. You, your heart is literally going to explode out of your chest. Yeah. So when you're de-stressing, you know, you've kind of amped yourself up already. So you probably already feel pretty energized. Uh, so you can usually taper down your caffeine. Well, I always look for ways to relax myself when I've got, say, like a big podcast coming up. We get a big guest on. I'm really excited to talk about him. I will, rather than, I got, I'll actually do a bad job if I have more caffeine here. I'll have my normal amount in the morning, mm. but adding anything to this now is going to, it's going to mess my words up. Yeah. I'm going to be thinking too fast. I'm going to talk too quickly. I actually need something that's going to calm me down a little bit more. So I definitely think that, yeah, caffeine is an amplifier, right? So you, you amplify whatever situation you're in. So you just got to be really careful with that. And I think people just, yeah, they're a bit reckless with their caffeine intake. They just have another coffee and have another coffee and have another coffee. And the next thing you know, they're in a meeting, they're shaking, they're stressed, their mouth's yeah. dry. You just didn't really track it properly. Uh, so being careful with that sort of stuff. Just track it, right? Just be aware of what of what you're doing, what you're putting in your body. Uh, so that's number four. And number five, the final thing here, we could not do this, is breath work, breathing. Yeah, and obviously this comes in all sorts, but uh, but it, it's already shown, which is uh, longer exhales relax you, mm. right? Because straight away, like you just think about any time, maybe you're, you know, whatever, someone's coming to attack you or something really stressful is happening, you never do a long exhale, right? You, you never do it. It's like not not the time for it. But when you, people are attacking me? Yeah, like every day. <laughs> you, you know, you, you, your breath gets shorter. 
Yeah. You know, it's, it's natural. Obviously, you start breathing more from your chest, but long exhales, particularly long exhales uh, through your nose, uh, it's relaxing. As soon as you do one, you almost instantly see. So just doing any sort of breath practice, it almost always involves longer exhales or holding your breath in some form. Uh, it, it, it works, you know, and it's kind of interesting because I think it works a lot in the moment, uh, but then I do think there's an amount that it works later on in the day as well. As in you've done the practice earlier and then it's helping you later yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah, it helps you later on in the day. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, breath is... Um, we don't need to harp on the benefits of breath here. You guys know that it's important. I think it's just worth reinforcing that. It just, it's so accessible. It's so easy, but it's easy. It's easy one just to neglect and, and forget about. But it's also one that can be combined with a lot of these things as well, right? So you can... Okay, I'm going to go for a walk and I can focus on my breathing as I walk, keep myself nice and relaxed. You know, Even if you're doing a training session, you might want to do some breathing after the session. If you've done hard training, all right, spend five minutes cooling down, focus on the long exhales, the long breathing. And that's most of what we do with our guys at, at the gym and girls. That is the cool down. The cool down is really just an, uh, an assembly of different stretches with a focus on breathing long and slow to down-regulate them because I'm not trying to get long hamstrings. I, I realize this is not the time to actually get yourself more mobility. No, this is actually just a way to down-regulate. We're just creating shapes of our body and breathing to down-regulate. That's, that's the whole purpose of it. So, um, it, it's definitely a big part of what we do and it's important. So, uh, that is five practices that you guys can use to reduce high stress and anxiety that Raf and I use most days. So, walking... Number one, number two, hydrating and eating food in the morning. Number three, hard training. Number four, using uh, caffeine as a, as a tool and being aware that it can amplify situations. And then number five is breathing, using long exhales to reduce stress. So hopefully that was helpful, guys. Uh, if you liked that show, if you want to do more of that sort of stuff, let us know uh, and we're always happy to do it. So practical some of you guys can pass on to someone else, especially if someone, you know, people aren't doing these things. If you're not doing these things, yeah, share it with someone. Let that person know. Send them this podcast and I'm sure it will help them dramatically. So, as always, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, The My Muscle Project. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram. we do all that good stuff. And thanks, guys. We'll speak to you all next week. Thank you, Project, for tuning in again to another episode of The My Muscle Project. Uh, we release an episode every single Monday. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, The My Muscle Project, to stay up to date with everything we're doing. And if you have some time, leave us a review and a five-star rating on iTunes. And don't forget, we have a second show of the week, The After Show. So it's no longer a rest day on Thursdays. If you have any questions for Lachlan and I for that show, head to themymuscleproject.com forward slash The After Show. And if you ask questions, we'll, uh, we'll answer it on the show. Thanks again so much, Project, and we'll see you all next week.